there, welcome. You're listening to Wholehearted, a soul sister conversation. You are here with healer and intuitive Donna Lee Winan, life coach Prue Sulisich, and myself, women's empowerment artist Tanya Marie Reeves. Together we are navigating life on purpose, pushing boundaries, imperfectly and unstoppable. We are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life, to be the compassionate observer of your own thoughts and feelings, and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, it's December. <laughs> it is December. I know. Fifth of December, like you know, a good few days into Christmas. Oh, into December now. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Nineteen weeks. Like, good few days in. Yes, it's going to go fast. Oh, Sorry, guys. I was. What is it? Well, good. Here I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she's just got home from work people so <laughs> i was um, i was trying to um sort out my facebook so it didn't start like the volume and i had the wrong mouse because i'm on my laptop but my actual computer's right next to me so i had my computer wow. mouse and i'm trying to make it work and it wouldn't work oh, it's not working. yeah <laughs> wrong mouse wrong mouse <laughs> Ah, hello another Tuesday night thanks for you know missing last week you know we decided that we if you can't do it as a group we're just not going to do it at all and I was gallivanting around Sydney that's it. <laughs> so I was the culprit yeah no and that's good we we like gallivanting <laughs> living life exactly that's what we need to be doing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And I don't was just telling us about her experience in the city, going around seeing all the lights and all the amazing Christmas things that are around. And yeah, we were just talking about how we're thinking about money in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> but how we're hoping that in the afterlife we don't have to worry about money. Because <laughs> Donnelly's gonna have her biggest party there. <laughs> Yeah, well, then I'm, I might be able to. I might be able to really live there, you know, not just work. Yeah, you can relate to that too. Yes, I'm sure most of us can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure more of us than not can relate to that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, mm. it's going to be a while before I find out. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. It will be a while. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to find and open that little sheet that we've got going on. Well, what were we told when we were growing up about life after death? No, what were we told? Yeah, well, I've been sitting with that this afternoon going, I don't remember being told anything. Were you ever told that, you know, a lot of people get told that they're... um, animals go to a farm <laughs> they're happy somewhere yeah. <laughs> did you ever get told that yes yeah, well, so I, I, I do believe I did get told that for one of my one of my pets yeah oh no yeah go to the big doggy heaven so actually now that I'm just thinking about that yeah that's what I was told I was told that you go to heaven yeah, yeah but I, don't, I don't actually recall my parents talking about death mm. 
No, me either. No. No, just in general what you were, I think just what you were, it's sort of more what you were taught. I mean, we had scripture at school, so um, did you guys have scripture? You would have had scripture, Uh, wouldn't you? went to a Catholic school, so. But you know what, Jesus Jesus rose from the dead. Exactly. And heaven. I know, but then he went to heaven and he sat by the Father in heaven. (laughs) What? Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so that's what I was like. I was told that people go to heaven, and then there was this confusion for a while about, oh, there's no no such thing as heaven. It's like finding out Santa, <laughs> not real, almost. It's like, oh wait, there. So there's not actually a heaven. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Prue, actually, maybe, yeah. There's not. It's what you make yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Well, you were, not well, you were paradise. I'm sure there are a lot of people who do believe there is a heaven. Yeah, for sure, there is. There's still, yeah, but a lot of religious people and just people in general believe that there is some sort of heaven and it is like a self-understanding of what heaven is, I suppose, and it could be different for everybody. Yeah. I I used to love my, my nana's big Bible that she used to have and there was always the picture of heaven and hell in there. Um, but there was this depiction that I remember seeing or reading about once about the difference between heaven and hell. Um, and the first picture of heaven was like everyone sitting at a table with all the food and all the abundance of everything and just like enjoying everything at ease and at leisure. And then there was a picture of hell, which was people sitting at that same table but all unable to eat and drink like they were like handcuffed or something to the chairs and that was the mm-hmm. picture of hell and I, that's always stuck in my memory because I'm like oh okay interesting <laughs> yeah or otherwise you'd be threatened with that yeah yeah, yeah. that's true maybe maybe yeah that's mostly why it stuck in my brain because yeah maybe I, I was at one point <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. so yes um but yeah for pets for sure definitely they go to big doggy heaven that's what i was told you know big farm yes in the sky mm. i was i was told once that that would just go to a farm yeah okay <laughs> you're like okay yeah. can we, like, so go, you, go, go to the you farm? always want to be going to the farm <laughs> they're quite happy now <laughs> on the farm with yeah. some new people <laughs> Well, you know, there's that saying of death. It's like they bought the farm. Have you heard that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huh? They went there. Yeah, something. It's a, a saying when people die. It's like, oh yeah, they bought the farm. It's like kicking the bucket. You know, same same thing. Oh, okay. Other way of Never saying, heard of that one. They bought the farm. Like, okay, they've gone to their own version of heaven somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buying a farm would be like hell for me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez oh, yeah um yeah and then I don't know did like I had one family member when I was younger pass away suddenly so um my my uncle my mum's youngest brother and I don't remember anybody really having a conversation with me about it except you know to just witness that that death was all about sadness and grief and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, mm. And it was pre- it was pretty intense for quite a while. I remember like the intensity. Yeah, it was pretty strong. And at the same, around the same time, I want to think it's the same time, but it might not be. But in my young mind, I've sort of combined the two. Um, We were on a holiday and we left our dog with our family member and she died when we were away. And it feels like the same time. And I remember having more sadness over the dog than I did my uncle, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I mostly spent more time with the dog, possibly. She was there every day. I suppose my uncle that was there only sometimes, I suppose. And just not, but just, I remember feeling my one particular auntie was really devastated at the loss of her younger brother. And I just remember having that having a real effect on me opposed to the actual loss of him, seeing how it it affected her. Um, and that that's lasted forever. Like I still recognise that feeling of how that affected somebody so much. And, yeah, but apart from that, and then, yeah, it's only I didn't have a lot of experience with death, which is wonderful, I suppose, in my younger years. You know how some people there's yeah, lots of stuff that. going on? But for me it was, yeah, my, my uncle. So I must have been... I'm just trying to think when I, how old I was, he was 19. So I would have been about four or five or something. No, older, a bit older, five or six. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So that was maybe my first experience. Yeah. And my, and I know that my beliefs around death and what happens after death is, has changed over the years. Um, and just writing down some stuff today just before this call about what I actually do believe. I think it's different to what maybe what I believed 10 years ago. Um, it sort of has evolved, you know, as I've evolved as well and opened myself up to new understandings and what I'd like to believe. And, yeah, I don't think that there's any right way to believe in anything. It's just what what works for you and what you believe in. That's just... You know, it's one of these times where you can say that's your truth of what you believe in. Yeah. What about you? you, um, Did you grow up in any particular religion? Me? I was, I went to a Catholic school and my dad's side of the family Mm. are Catholic, but my mum's side, no, no. What about you, Donnelly? No, we were probably raised as atheists. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, I went went to Sunday school because we had people next door that were religious and, you know, probably thought that we were feral because we were kind of feral. And, um, and I remember, I remember going to, going to church one day, I might've been about 12, I think, went along with them. You know, you do all that stuff, you know, and I remember, I can still remember sitting there thinking, why are they doing this? Like I was 12 and I was thinking that then. And every time I've gone to church, I always sit there and go, oh, okay, righto, that's your thing. But, yeah, no, we really, we weren't raised really with any belief, or, um, you know, to a particular religion. Mm-hmm. Yourself, Tanya? You're, would you? Uh, Catholic, Catholic? Yeah, yeah, I was raised Catholic, not not strict Catholic, but I did have to do, um, you know, Sunday school and and do my do my communion and my confirmation. I think was after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but we weren't like a, a a go to church every Sunday. 
type of family, but um, those those uh, that it was there in the background. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. And that that's like I was doing a little bit of research on different religions and what what they believe um, about life after death. Mm. Science and medicine, I found, are really divided. There are lots of cases where where they are saying it is possible. Others believe that it's not possible. It's yeah, that's that's really divided. Um, so there were people who follow um, Jain, Jainism. I'm not really sure what that is. So Jainism, Scientology, New Age religion, Wicca, paganism, and Hare Krishna. Now these are these are just like a you know a rough overhaul. So nobody get upset with me if I've got something wrong <laughs> out there. Um, this is just a, a quick overhaul on what what these beliefs basically believe. Um, all of those religions believe in some form of reincarnation, mm-hmm. but it, the specifics really vary to the religions there. Um, Christianity, Catholicism and Mormons, they're pretty much good and bad, so heaven and hell, and they also believe in a judgment day mm-hmm. uh, where God, everyone will be raised and then God will choose um, who will who will go and live with him. Um, or suffer with Satan eternally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Church of Latter-day Saints, um, which I'm not sure they, because it had Mormons next to that as well, so I'm not sure if it's a different arm of Mormons. Um, no, it's the same. It's the same because yeah. it's got. they believe that uh, people are part of a spiritual kingdom before coming to earth and will, will return to the spiritual state mm-hmm. when they die. Mm-hmm. Immediately after death, people's spirits enter the spirit world. The faithful will be in paradise and others will be in spirit prism. Uh, yeah, another black and white thing, yeah. Yeah. Islam, everyone will be rejected, judged and then sent. Resurrected. To- Resurrected. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much like a judgment day scenario there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jehovah's Witness believe the soul is not separate from the physical body and dies with the body. Ooh, for, most, okay. for most, death means non-existence. A small group of the most faithful will be part of the first resurrection and reign with Jesus in heaven. Others who choose to serve God will be part of the second re- resurrection and live on a new earth forever. Mm, interesting. Now, like I said, I don't know how accurate then then they're not specific um hebrew bible talks about the show um the world to come so that's a similar thing uh jewish some so this is for judaism yeah the hebrew bible talks about show i think that's how you say it the world to come though it's exactly what it is isn't clear um some jewish people believe only the faithful and good will enter the afterlife but that the afterlife is open to good people of any worldview. Uh, so there's a there's a few different um, beliefs for, mm. for Judaism. Um, Baha'i, I'm not sure if that's right as well, that teaches that death, in death the body dies, but the immortal rational soul continues on in the spiritual realm and grows towards perfection. They do not believe in reincarnation. 
Okay. Then you've got um, Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikhism, Indigenous Chinese and Tibetan religions. Um, they each basically teach that individual souls do not exist, but that after death, people usually experience reincarnation based on their actions and desires in life. The ultimate goal is to end the cycle of reincarnation and reach an enlightened state. Mm, yeah. Nice. Shinto includes a number of different beliefs but do not emphasise an afterlife. Death is seen as impure in Shinto religion and the focus is on this life, not the next. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was one called Taoism. It teaches about the Tao, the fundamental energy of life. There is a wide variety of beliefs and practices, but they seek to achieve immortality through rituals and pursuing harmony and oneness with the universe. So that was just a a range of different religions and and what they thought, and I I just really thought they were quite quite interesting. Oh, yeah, like the the teachings of religious, yeah, religion is interesting. Um, and yeah, I've got this real, and like a lot of them, a lot of them, like I look at them and go, oh yeah, like that's great. I like that. And the one that I get repelled most by is this, the, the polarization, I suppose, of like, it's good or bad or you're good. It's not good or bad. Like we, we know that there has to be the polarity of stuff out there like that energy, but it's the you're good or bad you know, topic that really was like, oh, God, that is really quite repelling for me that you're labelled as that. Mm-hmm. Um, so but it is it is very interesting. There's so many religions that have just like they're just made up, all of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally just made up. And yes, there are hundreds. There are hundreds, hundreds of religions. Hundreds like, of religions, yeah. Just a all of them. Yeah, and it just... Just lately, I've really been like blown away at how religion has had such an influence on how a lot of people live and yeah, how they act towards others and all that type of stuff. And I think, really, like, yeah, it's like this common. We need like just the common one of kindness, right? The religious religion of kindness, and. I don't know, like how could you do all those bad, like those terrible things that other people are doing to other people under the name of God if you haven't got that basis of kindness? I don't know. It just blows my mind. Like I could, it's just like a rabbit hole, this. Yeah, religion is a whole other story, right? Yeah, it is, it is. But it's interesting to hear what they believe as this life after death. So knowing all that, like reading all that out, thanks, Tanya, for doing all that research. That's cool. Um, what do you believe personally? Me personally, I think that there isn't one specific thing that might happen. I think everybody might experience a different a different thing to somebody else. Like I think everybody's death could possibly be an individual. I believe in reincarnation. I, I like. I believe in all of it. I believe in reincarnation. I believe in in spirits and energy. Um. Yeah, I definitely think there's something, but I don't. 
I don't like there's a lot of um there's a lot of a lot of people who have had near death experiences and um they're not all the same. No. Yeah. Which makes me think, you know, why why must there be just one avenue? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I love how there's so much information out there about that now, like people yeah. talking up, there's documentaries on it, and you're like, oh, yes, there's so many things to be learned about people's experiences and, yeah, we just keep learning about it like I don't think anything's going to be absolute though I, I I agree with that yeah I do believe we're all connected I do believe there is that yes. that all that universal energy that we're all part a part of mm-hmm. um but uh yeah I'm, I I wouldn't I, I believe in in many different things mm. yeah yeah, me too. Oh, and the, yeah, well, the only way that you can believe in all those things is that everybody has a different experience. Yeah, yeah. It's like the open-mindedness of it. That's what I think it's, it's good. It's like being open-minded for any, anything. It's like, okay, that could be a possibility for sure. Yeah. And, you know, and there's Donna Lee. She's at the top of my screen. Yes. She's the one that's always like channeling energy and spirit and all that sort of stuff. And you know, yeah, I would. I'm curious to hear what you've got to say, Donnelly. Um, you know, I don't. I don't. Um, I'm just thinking. I think I think about death, but I don't think about death. And I hope when it does come that everything that I've practiced in my life is actually going to kind of, you know, help me out there <laughs> so that I can just slip stream across. Yeah. Um, and I've and I've had two experiences under anesthetic when and I can hear people in in the audience, and that's fine. Around, yeah, you're under. Well, I guess that's why people go and try those, what's it, that all those different kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Have experiences. I can't think, alawaska or something, whatever it's called, whatever that's called. Yeah. Um, but I, the last time I had anaesthetic, which is probably about five years ago, and coming coming out of the, obviously where you're knocked out of it, can't see and can't feel anything. And I remember being in the theatre and had, an absolute vivid conversation around not with the doctors. I was, it was so, it was so real. It was real mm-hmm. because I just got this aha moment, right? Because it's like, oh, okay. So when it really, when the lights do go out, it's like we have this whole um, this is my experience. We have this whole thing where we got hu- we're hung up on it, and it's really tragic because there's different types of death, of course. But as soon as your heart stops beating, there is this. It, they gave me this sense of ultimate peace. Like I remember, I remember going out, going, oh, "I've got nothing to worry about," because it was it was like that, and it was like that, and. 
And I know that that was the experience that they had, you know, given me, I guess, to translate. And then my other experience is with Mitchell. So, you know, he was very, very strong when he was around. And the night that he came to me, and I think I've said this before, laying in bed and, you know, doing my little spider hand across to my partner to see if it was my partner's hand and it wasn't my partner's hand. So I spider, spider, cling it back cross because I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to miss this. And I've been laying there for ages and ages and, you know, and we're standing, laying, we're standing but we're laying and I'm like, I know it was, it was definitely Mitchell because he was wearing James's shirt, which is like really out of character, like, you know, they've got a sense of humour. Mm-hmm. And then I've got this opportunity. I could have asked a thousand questions. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, what's it like on the other side? Mm-hmm. And he just said, because he was looking down at me, I never, ever, ever will ever forget it. And he just gave me this, because he used to do this thing with his eyebrow, you know, go like this, it's different. And I just got it. Yeah. Just got it. It was so I don't know. I don't know what the other side's like. You know, he's shared some things along the way. Um, you know, he's shared that he has his there's a there's another life that they live over there. You know, he does have a partner and wherever that is. I don't know. Maybe it's another universe like we are, another universe here. Yeah. But those two times they're I don't I don't care. You could torture me and you I will not change my mind on it. It was so clear. Yeah. Especially the second one. And it was it just was like a peace of mind thing mm-hmm. um, around physical and then into the non-physical. Mm. Yeah. All, and all I can shoot all I can assume is that that part's painless. Not talking about palliative care, talking yeah. about the moment that your body ceases to be energy and you know that was and I know it probably sounds like a lot of detail but even when Mitchell because I've I've often visited my friends when they've passed I like to have a viewing mm-hmm. so when Mitchell passed um out at the car site that was like it was such an incredible experience to witness energy no longer existing oh my god yes yeah. Like that was that was a, a huge revelation for me. Yeah. Like it was and then when we saw him in the coffin at the at the um funeral and touching him like he's been in a freezer or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that energy is what gave his body yeah. life. Mm-hmm. So here is the body with no energy. So the energy is the personality, is the character. Yeah. And yeah. It's interesting that you say that. I watched this, I was just scrolling through, I think, Instagram today and briefly came across a clip. Um, oh, I cannot remember the people that were doing it. Anyway, they, were, they had a lady on there and they were interviewing, interviewing her and she'd obviously had lost a child. And so the interviewer asked, I've never asked this question before, but what is it like to lose a child? And she basically said exactly the same thing that you just said. She was like, being the witness, she said, firstly, being the witness and midwifing her into existence and also midwifing her 
out of existence, out of her body. And I really, truly understood death when I held her soulless, lifeless body and was like, that's what the body is like without energy. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. I've got to put that clip up because it was really, really interesting. Yeah. Exactly what you yeah. just said. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's exactly the same. It's like, okay, yeah, with a soul, without a soul, the soul's gone and the body yeah. stops existing. It's just that's that's it's it could be any any body. You know, we had yeah. shit tons of pets with the kids and whatever. And we, you know, there were plenty of times where we were holding them and doing Reiki and then and then witnessed, like I've witnessed all this stuff around how, you know, how people have like a last you know, last minute ditch of energy or I hear hear clients talk about how, you know, someone's come out of hospital, like I can think of one of my clients now and this and the mother-in-law kept having like another life, you know, another life and another life and they were getting frustrated around because they had to travel and they never knew when she was going to die. They were kind of waiting for her to die and I said, I just said to her, I said, it's up to her to choose when she goes. You yeah. know, you can't choose that. And, you know, and then when she, I said, you know, when you least expect it, she'll choose it. But you can't make that. That's that's no. the soul's choice, no matter yeah. what. No one can make that decision. Yeah. No, and- I, I know my, um. so I've lost like three of my grandparents, two sort of in the last few couple of years. Um, I've had a lot to do with, you know, that process. And... I remember my nana and, yeah, she was really, you know, got really ill and was in hospital and palliative care and stuff, but she was holding on and it was only when everybody had left the room that she decided to go. Yeah, and you hear that lots of times. Yeah. And then you hear about privacy and her dignity and, like, that was her choice type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, and I remember asking my pop too, like, so he, he was the one that died just a couple of years ago. And I did have a lot to do with him up until that moment, those last couple of years. And I, he was in palliative, he'd just gone into palliative, palliative care. And I just sat on the bed with him, was having a chat. And like he's, he w- wasn't very verbal. He couldn't speak very well because he'd had a stroke. Um, but I did say to him, I was like, Pop, are you scared about dying? And he said, no, more good, I'm ready, basically. And he actually chose it because he could have lived on longer. Um, but he went, you know what, as of this moment today, because he had bowel cancer and he's like, as of today, I don't want any more food. I don't want any more water. It's time for me to go. took him a week, mind you. Wow. Um, but he, he chose it. And I, that was remarkable for me and it was empowering almost. Yeah. I know not everybody gets that opportunity. No. I hope, you know, I hope that I do get that opportunity to choose that moment like that. Um, but, yeah, that was incredible. And he was always, oh, he didn't really talk much about death or whatever. It wasn't real, you know, it wasn't a topic. But apparently, and my dad is also not somebody that believes in anything after life, after death or anything like I do. Um, but he did say that pop in the last day, because I didn't go back the last day. I decided, I said my goodbyes and that was it. I was like, I'm, I don't need to go back and see it right to the end. Um and apparently on the last day, Pop was in his bed, Dad was standing there, and Pop said to him, my dad's here. So his dad was there to, like, ferry him across. Into mm-hmm. I was like, 
Yeah. And for Pop to say that just made me like, oh, yeah, that's that feels real to me. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I, I do believe there's always someone there to take you over. Yeah. To be the next life. Um, yeah. yeah. And what do I else? You, you know, something that I believe and I'm sort of like, you know how you don't really think about it much, then you think about things and you start to construct this idea of what that looks like for you. Um, what I do believe is that definitely, yeah, our body is housing our soul. And our soul, and because we talk about evolution all the time and evolving, and I think people get it wrong when they say it's our body that it's evolving. It's not the body, it's the spirit. Like we, we know that, but most people don't understand that part. Um, and it's the soul that evolves. And I heard a explanation of it one day and, or, you know, a person's belief about it. And I was like, actually, that feels really true for me. And it was that souls are in the spirit world or wherever they are. I don't, I don't really know that bit. I haven't really decided what that looks like. You know, it's just, just something that's unconstructed in my mind, I suppose. But the soul needs to evolve. And so it will choose the body and the life that it needs to evolve. So when your child, when you're birthing a child, it doesn't have a soul prior to birth. At birth, a soul chooses that child's body to come into so it can evolve. It already know that soul already knows what that life is going to give it and the challenges and you know the obstacles and everything. And some some souls need some really big lessons. And so they come into bodies and they're like fuck my life <laughs> like why the hell would I choose this but we, we forget that part like that goes out of our mind we're not conscious of that but the soul is like we're here for a reason we yeah. need to learn this lesson that's why you're here yeah. um and once the yeah once your soul learns that lesson that's when you get the opportunity to leave that body and you get to then evolve and get to choose your new body. If you ever do, you might not, you might not ever need to choose another body to come into and learn any more lessons and evolve, but that's what I believe to be true. Well, it's it's how the evolution of consciousness grows, yes. this whole cycle of life and death. And while we're here, this, what we're doing in our time is we're, we're actually relaying information back. You know, we get all these experiences. Thank God, you know, I always used to say, this is my my interpretation. It's like, you know, there's all the big council up there, right, and they've got all these lives that they're they're giving out anyway and they go, okay, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, they tell you, you're going to do all that, and I go, they pick me and then when you go, they erase your memory, but they don't tell you that. No, that's it. They don't tell you that. No, because yeah. you'd crawl back up the vagina and want to go back home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm not going in this home. one. No, not this it. one. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. right. I mean, something that's really been playing on my line these last couple of days because I just finished reading, listening to Matthew Perry's book. Oh, yeah. And you listened to that, Prue, didn't you? And wow like it is it is an amazing story it's a profound example of of the brain and the things we talk about at the brain and how and how if you don't do if you don't work on it how those those negative thoughts how detrimental to your life they can be like 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I am. I like had no idea that he lived this this life, and but then, obviously, like he he wrote the he only wrote the book a year ago when he was fifty three, and obviously he's just died at fifty four. Now at the end of the book, he yeah has did he learn has he finally learned that lesson because he struggled from the time he was a child he was an alcoholic from from a teenager and turned into like just constant fighting and mm. how many near-death experiences he had from yes. from drug use it totally ruined his body mm-hmm. and in the end he found some kind of peace drugs weren't actually doing anything for him anymore so he he didn't even wasn't even craving them anymore mm-hmm. um and then he died. Yeah. He was ready. He's ready for his consciousness had leveled up to where it needed to be. And yeah. yeah. He was ready for that, for this new chapter. Yeah. So mm. sad. It was a sad story, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. Died. It's like the perfect testament of what yeah. you know. And he was, all about. he was afraid of death his entire life. Yeah. You mm. know, he didn't want to die. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, it's just yeah. So that just makes me like, had he had he lived his life, had he you know found his purpose, his pur- what's his purpose to work that fucking thing out? Yeah, in the end. that was his soul's purpose. He didn't he didn't actually know that, yeah. actually, <laughs> which is why he struggled so much. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know, incredible. Like, does anybody have? Like I've had lots, I've had lots, like countless experiences with um, like spirits and oh, I just want to use the word ghosts and all that sort of stuff. Has anybody else had experiences like that? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I was going to say that, ask Donnelly that before because she's cleared houses and helped yeah. spirits on their way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, well, tell us about a couple. Oh, okay. Oh, God, I... I think I've already talked about these. I'm not sure. So in in healing, in healing practices, especially in my early days, like I put my hand up to spirit when I first started and said, okay, when I started seeing things, I'd said, I thought, well, if I'm trying to find answers, I said, okay, I will I will deliver your, your stuff, um, but you have to tell me three times. So... If it gets to three, if it never ever got to three times because I learned how to do it. <laughs> but look, there's been the other night, just for example, when we were out for dinner, Tanya. I do not like that house. Never have. Mm-hmm. I do not like going to that house. Never have. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I'm not the only one. Because my daughter was with me, and both of us, when we got home, we cleared ourselves. Because I was sitting there at the dinner table, especially when someone was watching something, <laughs> that little person, and I'm just thinking, "Oh my god, yeah." Um, experiences. I've house recently in this last was it this last year you cleaned out a house recently? Yeah, cleaned a house. Yeah, and there was a there was a little child in that house, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't want to leave. And we ended up, I ended up sitting on the floor talking talking to it. I couldn't see it. I could feel it. 
Mm. I could certainly feel it. And I could hear, because I don't know how, you, you don't hear it like this. It's a different kind of hearing that you hear. And um, and it, it, it wasn't, it just didn't want to leave the house. It wasn't ready to leave the house. So I wasn't going to make it leave the house but more so it was sitting with the conversation because I think it used to be an old it used to be an old Catholic convent kind of place and um and so we ended up actually walking the lady that bought the house she had a couple of her own children and this little spirit just needed reassurance and Sometimes spirits aren't gonna aren't gonna go because it's just as familiar for them to be in the house. Mm. Um, I'm just thinking of a I'm thinking of another time. It was on a on a property. Someone was moving into an old house on a property, and they rang me because there'd been a death on the farm long long time ago. The child had drowned in the dam, and her physical child would often be sitting outside playing with this invisible person and she would be watching her physical child talking and having a conversation and making tea and whatever. And so when they moved into the little cottage from the bit from the other house, she felt when she went into the house that she wasn't welcome, that the mum's family wasn't welcome in the house because it wasn't just one, wasn't just a child. There was um, parents or adults or grandparents, I don't know. Anyway, but I, when I tuned into it, I said to her, well, have a think about it. You know, I said, <laughs> they've been living there a long time with no humans, hmm. no physical humans. So how would you feel if you moved into someone's house? Hmm. So whether, you know, whether they chose, because sometimes spirit doesn't want to leave the, the physical plane for whatever reason. Um, and so I just, I likened it like that. And I said, so what would you do? I said, you know, what I suggest that you go and pick some wildflowers and you put wildflowers in each of the rooms and you go and sit in the rooms and you talk to these spirits because they're either going to make your, your life a living hell or they're going to live side by side. Anyway, so she did all that and had not any problem whatsoever moving into the house. But don't you worry, I've been in houses where it's been evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. done some big, big clearings and yeah, it's a different, it's real. I've and I've had an I had another client long, long time ago. She used to get physically pushed around bruised arms, um, things would, she'd go into a house and um, things would fly around the room, things would move, taps would get turned on. Mm-hmm. And this is just, this is just sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there, there's different levels of, of energy. Yeah. So there's like the ones we've just talked about, there's the ones that don't want to leave, then there's the ones that are like lost souls, there's portals that they can, mm-hmm. they can channel, you know, there's a lot. When I first came to Broken Hill, there was lots and lots of houses that I went to where I think about the history. There was it was pretty tragic history here. Yeah. And, you know, pretty tragic lives and deaths, terrible deaths. And from what I know, I don't know everything. Um, it can depend on how or the accident or whatever, whatever it is that mm. can somehow displace energy. Yeah, people to cross. Yeah, and um, 
there was that incident down in Mildura, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago where six teenagers were wiped out by a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at Whitecliffs and, I don't know, it could have been a year after Mitchell died, I can't remember, but I think Mitchell had passed. And I just was so, I felt so sick when I heard it on the radio. I couldn't, I couldn't shift my energy. I felt really sad. And I remember ringing a a colleague to say, God, you know, ever since I've heard this news this morning, I just, I just did not feel right. And, um, and so when we tuned into it, because they'd been hit in a surprise walking along a road, mm-hmm. they were, um, what happens is they're, they're kind of, their soul leaves their body really fast. So they get displaced. So the, the physical body's dead, but the soul is like, you know, spinning. Yeah. And so those types of things can affect what I call the crossover. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah, in that particular incident, there was a few of us healers that got together and just tuned into them to, you know, to get them to to be where they need to be because you don't want them to be lost, you know. They yeah. kind of they roam the earth and, and it can be that's when we get ghosts and yeah different kinds of things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I always find that intriguing, like that part of this, you know, conversation is always intriguing. You yeah. and your sister, you still um, have lots of experience. Did you? Do you no. still? Well, I, I, t- I've always had um, a lot of my experiences. Like even there has been some like physical stuff, but a lot of my experiences come to me in dreams, and like they're really, you know, just like you had that experience when you're under anaesthetic, Donna Lee. I've had experiences like that in dreams. Yeah. Um, and so I've actually learned to like take notice of these. It's like they're like signs, I suppose, in my dreams that are like pointing a direction for me or something. I actually just had one recently um, and I didn't actually follow through on that. It's been on my mind because I'm like, I didn't actually follow through on that thing that was telling me to do. I wonder if I should. And I did. I only told Dad the other day because it was about my my nana who lives in Adelaide. She's like 93. And she's got this doorbell, like this very distinct doorbell. Um, And I literally woke up the other night. This is maybe two weeks ago. And I woke up because I heard the doorbell. It was very distinct. And I woke up and it woke me up and it was still sort of having that ringing in my ears. And I remember thinking, oh, I must ring then. And, you know, yeah, just must ring her. That's what I thought. And I haven't actually followed through with that. I, I want to tell you, get your shit together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, okay. When you get, when you get something yeah. like that, yeah. get your shit together. Okay, noted, noted. So, yeah, that because that's a very distinct sign, right, Like, and I've just ignored it. Do not, yep. Yes. So, and you, I've, I've had signs myself that I'm not ignored or you just get busy and then, no, I, I have to say you get your shit together. That's everyone's heard it. I've got to get yeah. it together. Yes, I will. I will. Yeah. Um, and then there's been other other examples of dreams where I've had really like like I was awake in person interactions with deceased people in my family, <laughs> you know. And it's just, and I've woken up just feeling like I've been there. And it's it's 
it's hard to explain if you haven't had the experience how different it is to a dream. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, there's... There are, it's like the time that Mitchell came. So there was two times in the first week of his passing and it's just like they're there. They're there. Yeah. They're there. And and they talk about, from what I've read, is that they can represent their physical form for about seven days. Okay. Energetically. And then it'll, so, you know, when people, I was going to talk about something else then, but I'll talk about this now. Mm-hmm. So you've got, Often when we're grieving and bereaving, we're not attuned to them being around trying to console us. So they'll, you know, they'll do, because it takes a lot of energy to do, to to actually move things for them to do that. So in that first seven days as, as they've died, that's their greatest opportunity to be able to get your attention but quite often we're not attentive because we're, you know, bereaved and you're not noticing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a reason why I started talking about that. That's right. Um, oh, yes, about the the dream state. Mm. It's, it, yeah, if you haven't had it, there is, there's nothing like it and, and it isn't a dream. No. Yeah. It's, there is, there's a different consciousness around it. There's... It, you, you haven't been asleep, but you're not complete. You're not awake, but you're awake. It's um, mm-hmm. and he, and the the few times I think he's probably come about four or five, six times where I've had a full on conversation with him, and I'm in the realm like it's like you're a visitor, mm-hmm. and um, and it and it doesn't leave you that there's there's a sensation around. There's, it's really important, even when you're having dreams, if you can get up in the night and write about it straight away if you're having a dream mm-hmm. because you won't remember it later yeah. and there'll be details. And it's the same when those experiences happen. I Once they're over, I get up and I go and write about them or I lay in bed and I just continually re-visualise so that I can implant it. And, and so when my eyes open, because when your eyes open, everything changes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Like I've always loved those experiences and yeah, it just always leaves me like, oh, so it's it's really nice. I you know, sometimes I want them more and I want, want them to happen more, but they only happen when they need to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, damn it, why can't I just make that happen again? Yeah. yeah. And often that time, the other time too, is when you wake up in the morning and then you turn your alarm off and then you go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. There's that there's mm-hmm. that deep window. Often that's where I'll have really vivid messages. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're all we're all different, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's so so you're like interesting. I think, you know, f- from this conversation, you know, for anybody that's listening in, I haven't even looked at the chat to see what's going on in there. What what's going on in there, Tanya? There's a fair bit in there. Yeah. In there. Yeah. And um Tracy Walton's got two um book recommendations. Which Shane's got one too. Um oh yes. Yeah, Journey of the Souls and Destiny of the Souls. They are case studies of life between lives by Michael Newton. Yeah, he's I've read both his books. They're incredible. And Shane's got a book called The Seat of the Soul by Gary Zuzat Zukaz. Zuzat? 
which explains our soul's journey. Yeah. That's yeah, that's really cool. Those Newton books, if you ever get the chance to read those, that's where a lot of my clarity came from. Um, how we are born into like clusters and you know people around us we have like pods of 12 people and then there's outside of that you've got 12 more pods Mm -hmm. and um, how like I know Raya has been my mother in another one yeah Yeah, that tends to happen that tends to Mm. happen yeah 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 Yeah. yes Mm. so they talk about how um, how that I'm going to call them communities yeah. Really, really great books, those two books. Mm, okay, might have to read one. Tend mm. to be reincarnated with the same same souls. Yeah, same souls. Um yeah. and they'll change roles. Yeah, connecting yeah. to the yeah, the same people, uh, yeah, same souls over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And it talks about um it takes you because I remember doing it um, you know, going back, we'll call it the high council for argument's sake. And um, and some of the things that it gets you to do, I remember the medallion because you know, it talked about, you know, um, symbolism or whatever and how those all these different kinds of symbols relate to different kinds of let's call communities. It's easier to say it like that. Mm-hmm. But fabulous, they're really, really good books for giving clarity. If you want to get some clarity on this stuff, yeah. Plus I went and did a past life um, um, healing um, under his modality with someone and that was incredible I still I can sit here right now and I can still hear the horses on the cobblestones I can still see me as the spinster teacher and that was the the message was about you know not doing another lifetime like that about you know living spinstery and you know locked away she was in like a school it was really interesting yeah. It's yeah. funny that like before you mentioned about that on the far on the property where the the child had died in the dam because that was that was part of my past life. Remember? Did I? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like oh that just and it made me have chills when you said it because I was like oh yeah that's been part part of my past soul experience. Yeah. Okay. Monty mm-hmm. says here that her mum was was her twin. Oh. Another life. Interesting. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't actually connected anything like that. But yeah, maybe I haven't really been aware of that either. So maybe I have to, you know, take notice of this. I, there's something with Eloise. Eloise. Yeah. Like Eloise has had. Like she still remembers her past life. She still gets like images from it. Um. But yeah, I don't know. There's always been something about Eloise. Maybe there's something, some sort of connection there. And you know what? When I had Eloise, I had a vivid image of Eloise before she was born. And I remember thinking to myself, that can't be my child. That can't be my child. Like it looks nothing like a child of mine would look. And when she came out, I was like, hello. Like, yep, exactly. Exactly the image that I had. And... Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely something in there. So maybe there is something connected from past experiences between Eloise and I. Yeah, look, I I don't I don't know what Mitchell was as. He could have been my brother. He could have been my partner. But to have such a close bond, and and knowing um, you know how I how I feel about Raya over a long period of time, like I would often sit down there. You're not my mother. 
you're not my mother. Mm-hmm. And it comes out all the time, even how she speaks to me. And I just think, are oh, you <laughs> not in this lifetime? Not in this lovely. This is mine. I'm the mother. Yeah, that's right. And you're lucky you've got me as your mother. (laughs) Funny. Bronte also says she gets flashes of memories from past lives. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that, Bronte. We will. We'll have to talk more. There's so much like, yeah, there's so much you can go down. What I love about this conversation is, you know, just the opening up the possibility like that there's more because people that don't believe in anything else, like my dad's one of these people, he's like, nah, and you're dead, you're dead, that's it, done, you know, kaput, <laughs> nothing else. I'm just like, really? It's just like boring almost. <laughs> like that's it. You think you just live in this one life and that's it. And, yeah, I, I just have the, it's like a full body no for me. It's like, no, there's definitely more. Um, yeah. And so I just think, yeah, the possibility, having the conversation, just starting to understand what you believe, there's no right or wrong answer, you know, like someone did ask before, you know, is it okay to believe in heaven but not hell? It's like, of course, you can believe in whatever you like. You know, yeah. This is your belief system. You get to choose it. That's the beauty of it. Um, yeah. And I just think it makes it just brings it all back, you know, to the connection piece. It's like we are all connected, you know. I, I just recently rewatched that movie Interstellar and this reminded me about it's like, oh, that's right. I, I actually do believe that this like the con- construct of time is, you know, it's just not real, I suppose, is the easiest way to say it. But, you know, in the movie Interstellar, you know, the young girl is seeing a so-called ghost and it is actually her father on the, on the other, on, in a different timeline, like telling her and giving her sig- signals to give her information. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's right. That makes so much sense to me because that's any time I get information, doorbell, whatever, it's just like someone, me in another realm or another, like a person that's, you know, looking after me, giving me a sign. And I just think it's great. Like it's, we can all evolve together because I think that's the goal is the evolution of consciousness. Absolutely. And that's how we get there. Yeah. 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 And, we, and, you know, it'd be good to think, like I was just like while you were talking, I'm thinking all those things is, you know, and knowing how the consciousness of the universe is evolving, like oh, I'm just so excited about what's going on even though the world seems like it's nuts, is that we've got 7 billion people on the planet. So we've got 7 billion individual people on the planet and we're, we're being encouraged to live our individuality, right, where pushing these belief systems and and stuff and the more and more that this continues is like oh we just be happy being ourselves if we could all just seven billion people be happy being yourself yeah odd yeah and it's ha- it is happening yeah it is happening. the shift is happening for sure it is happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, there's so much more, um, you know, acceptance of all the different facets of life. Actually, why was I talking about disabled people today? Um, it, 
um, it was, there was something around with a client with disability and, oh, yes, 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 got it. Yeah, the, the discrimination that is still ongoing even in our, so it's, in, it's just finished year 12, this young lad, and he's in the special unit thing, whatever it's called, and there was some discrepancies around let's call the normal people and the not normal people, which I really don't want to say that. And I'm just going, oh, my God, you know, we're forgetting that even these people that have got special needs um, are people. They're they're one of the seven billion. And yet all of these other people, we all have these limiting beliefs and, you know, that they're strange and weird and we don't want them with us and all this stuff. And this this is falling away, these, these constraints. So today when I was talking to this client, as much as she was hurting and feeling really angry and whatever, I said, you know, it's just how we hold this space, you know, is it going to matter tomorrow or the next day? But if we also don't speak up, you know, that's how the the gay community got to where they are now because I can't remember Charlie Milk from the USA did what he did in the 70s and defied, you know, law and turned up and changed and we've we've just got to keep doing that yeah you know we it's not just one it's okay for us to have a say we might so if you don't go and talk to the headmaster about what happened how are you going to change that for the special unit people next year it'll just happen again yeah yeah that's right exactly Yeah. (laughs) yeah oh no it's been great been good conversation i've loved it for a reading yeah, it's already here. I I went to the deck that says, this is pretty appropriate, <laughs> postcards from spirit. Ah, that's cool. Very appropriate. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so I just shuffled and it, it just stopped at this one. So I, I'm going to read it. There is, dearest you, there is only one you and you have a unique path and a special purpose. You're supposed to have specific experiences in this world and meet certain people, but then it is up to you how you live, how you awake you, how you awake your choice to be, and how willing you are to grow and strip away what's false. Don't compare yourself to others. It's easy to think a person is happier just because their outside looks good according to society's standards. But you can't know anyone's internal experience. I can't believe how appropriate this card is. Compare yourself only to your past self. See how far you've come. Don't be distracted by what others are doing or accomplishing. Stay focused on what inspires you. That's how you get successful and find happiness. What Want what you have now, not what someone else has. We love you immensely and know your journey ahead is sparkling with miracles and wondrous things. Trust, dear one. Loving you forever and ever. Mm, amazing. Yeah. That's extremely appropriate. Very, very appropriate. Mm. Okay, that's it. It's been good convo. Yeah. Thanks for joining in, everybody. It was great. It's great to see everybody's responses and, yeah, recommendations. Thanks for all the research, Tanya. Yeah, thank you.
Okay, we'll leave it there. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Is that done? Yes. Yep. We had like 11 on there. Yeah. It was pretty consistent tonight. Yeah. It's good. It's an interesting topic. I think that's why, like, one of those topics that people get, like, curious about as well. Like, always. I'm always on in for those sorts of conversations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think they they enjoy seeing our faces. Yeah. I think think so. Mm. Yeah. Sure. I think we um, made a good decision. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah the, um, can I ask what's the stats on the podcast yeah. since we've gone back to this? Let's have a look. Oh. Do you work tomorrow, Tan? No. Oh, you don't? As the bra. Woohoo. <laughs> what, um, what time are you picking me up in the morning? Well, I'm going to try to get there by 5.30. It's just, it's going to be so hot. Yeah. So maybe let's say 20 to 6. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's Give you enough time. Got a few 40s pre. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, that sucks. Um, okay. So, yeah, it might have affected it. Um, when do we start? Oh, a couple of months ago. Did we do life hacks and advice live? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Making decisions for right now. I need to have a look at my book. Yeah. 10th of October that was. Um, Yeah, I reckon for, okay, I'm just going to look at the last four, okay? So episode 74, life hacks and advice, we've got 18 downloads. Um, next one, what wholehearted is reading and listening to or watching. We've got 19. Then the self-pleasure episode 11. And the last episode from two weeks ago is only eight. So possibly it could be affecting it. But, yeah. Yeah, look, I've had some, because I hand those cards out wherever I go. Yeah. And it's been interesting. I've had, and I've put them in all my books. So they've gone to 45 people in, in the books. Yeah. And I've had... I've had heaps of feedback about, oh, my God, your podcast is great. Yeah. So, yeah, I think people are streaming it rather than downloading it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, is, you know, we're, we're, across two, we're across two medias. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think it's good. Oh, I don't think that this is the be-all and end-all. We're up to 511 downloads, which is cool. Wow. Okay. Mm. So, you know, it's 511, you know. That's, that's pretty cool. What is mine? Oh, we 812. 812? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, we only started podcast when? Was it this year? Me, yeah. No, no, us. Oh, you guys. Uh, uh, us, sorry. Um, when did we start the podcast? It yeah. This year. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So that's pretty good still. Yeah, no, it's good. Very good. Right, yeah, I've got to go. Right. Oh. Love you. Oh, love you too. Bye. Oh. thank you so much for being part of this soul sister conversation it would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own soul sisters follow the show so you don't miss an episode and if you are so inspired leave a review 
All suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the Facebook group. Thank you, beautiful souls.